Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. You think a duct tape hat would make you cool. That's what you think would make you cool. People would notice it. Life 107.1. Went back to Dallas after my grandfather passed away. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that he heard those words. Well oh. done, my good and faithful servant. You know, you, you can look at the things he did, but also his character. He just loved the Lord and loved his family. Uh, he also loved to save money. We, <laughs> we, we were sharing grandpa stories, and I'd heard one that I'd never heard before uh, from his youngest son, Dan, who apparently they were walking somewhere. They were living in the jungle at the time and walking off, and Dan is exploring. And all of a sudden, he looks at grandpa. He says, Dad, what's going on with your shoes? Grandpa stops and he kind of pulls up his shoe and takes a peek and he goes, oh, this, you know, there was starting to get a hole in the heel of my shoe. And then I thought, I know a cobbler and I can get him to take the heel from a dress shoe and attach it to the bottom of my tennis shoe. Oh my goodness. So he's got tennis shoes with (laughs) dress shoe heels. And he says, I can get another year or two out of these shoes. My grandfather was the master of stretching a penny. (laughs) Maybe all these years you've kind of been (laughs) snickering at those frugal stories in your family, but now they're looking pretty good, aren't they? (laughs) Who is the most frugal person you know, Diane? It's my in-laws. I came into the home and they were sitting at the table and they were carrying open the little tiny packets of salt and pepper that we get from restaurants. Yeah. And they were pulling them into their salt and pepper shaker. Oh. And I, I said, what are you doing? And they said, well, we save these up until we get enough, and then we pour them into our salt and pepper shaker. And I was just, I said, I'll buy you a salt and pepper shaker. I mean, they're not that expensive. Well, anyway... Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. So we missed Taylor last week because his grandpa actually went home to be with Jesus after living a long and full 90 year long Mm -hmm. life, leaving behind an amazing legacy with an amazing family and a few funny stories, including... How frugal he could be. I think he would be honored to hear some of the ways that you have saved money over the years. My great-grandmother is a firm believer in the thousand uses of a tea towel. Thousand uses of a tea towel. (laughs) Wow. My favorite example of this is one time I was doing something dumb and broke my collarbone. But instead of dealing with that in a normal way, he wrapped it up and used a tea towel as a sling. <laughs> and continued on what we were doing. So what what number use was that? Was that like 789? I'm sure. <laughs> My goodness. That's oh, that's so funny. funny. As you get older, you start to really appreciate these stories even more. Oh, but yeah. in the moment when you have a super frugal person in your life, it can be a little bit comic. My father is extremely frugal. In fact, we're Dutch. Um, and um, he loves a clean car, but didn't always want to pay for the water and stuff to clean the car with. Yeah. So on days that it would rain, he would get his soap bucket out and soap up the car in the garage and then drive us to school and have the rainwater wash the car. Oh, my goodness! 
And then the school also had a roundabout, like where you dropped off. Yeah. And so all the kids would be out front to watch as my father's soapy car would drop us off. And he didn't want anyone to miss out on the show. So he made sure to go around the roundabout a few extra times so that everybody could see. All you got to do is mention duct tape. And people have stories. Yeah, you got someone who's made something interesting out of duct tape? I worked with the guy that made his hat out of duct tape. What? And there was absolutely nothing under that duct tape that was a cap. But he shaped it to his head. He made it perfect. You couldn't tell that it was not duct tape just put on a hat. So it wasn't just like an old trucker's hat that he had that he put duct tape on. Oh, no. He made it all from scratch was a duct tape. I mean, he could have bought a hat at Walmart for like three ninety seven. No, but then it wouldn't be his. Wow. I, I mean, know. okay. Is sure, it, why not? Is, is it a man thing that I'm like, I, I need to Google how to make a hat out of duct tape. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I would be so cool. You think a duct tape hat would make you cool. It you, would get, That's it, what you think would make you cool? People would notice it. <laughs> That's not the definition would, of cool. Some people would would ask questions. Taylor. I would I would be having conversations just like a cool person. Oh, Taylor. Ah, uh, duct tape. I tell you what. It is arguably the most versatile thing in the world. Steph, you know someone who uses duct tape for just about everything? My brother likes to use duct tape. What does he use it for? When he was younger and had his own bachelor pad, he was very cost effective. Didn't want to go out and buy underwear, so he duct taped it. Like underwear that was falling apart, he used duct tape on it. Yep. Wow. Um, I proceeded to throw away that pair. Yeah. When I got home, I informed his mother, and his mother called him and said, why don't you come over and have dinner today? So he comes over, and while we're sitting eating dinner, we have a conversation about duct tape underwear. Oh, my goodness. And that he would be going to the store after dinner and purchasing brand new underwear. Well, I currently have a few things in my home that are being held together by duct tape. Number one, the back of the remote. Oh, yeah. That's classic use. That's a classic use of duct tape. But I have never heard of this use for duct tape. My husband was raised by his mom. His mom was a school teacher and very, very creative and always had lots of fun ideas. And... (laughs) They had lots of exotic animals, and they decided they needed a shed. So they literally built a shed with whatever scraps they had and duct tape. Wow. What? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, a few days later, there was a little bit of wind, and it blew it over. (laughs) I'm shocked. And still to this day, duct tape is his favorite friend. Of course it is. You want to know something that duct tape is not good for? Okay, I just want you to know that I am preemptively laughing because he's already told me what he's going to say. And I think I I just want him to tell you. Go ahead. I, I just remembered that I did this. I, I was a teenager and I remember watching TV and this commercial comes on and I was like, oh, man. 
Duct tape would basically do the exact same thing as this product that's probably going to cost me a whole lot of money. Well, the product I think is called like pore strips. Yeah, the, yes. like you, you put them across your nose. Or any place on your face that has a blemish. Yeah, and you, yeah. you lift it up and it, it fixes it. And it I was cleans like, it. basically the same thing. The, the duct tape will stick to it. And then when I pull it, all the, the nasty will go away, Ow! leaving my, my good skin. <laughs> and so I did that and I you walked around. Just had a strip of duct tape going over the bridge of my nose and like down my cheeks because, you know, you can never get the exact amount of duct tape that you need. I don't think it pulled up any bad stuff. It only pulled away the good stuff. So that is not recommended. What's your default emotion? Ooh. When you wake up in the morning, say, I don't know, the first Monday morning after spring break and you got to go back to work, school, errands, whatever it is. What's your default emotion? I had to think about that because I went to church and I sat in the pew. And once again, it's a combination of the pastor and the Holy Spirit digging up on me. (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden I realized that, oh, he's preaching this sermon to me. We are starting a huge series at our church on the book of Revelation. The very big one at the end. Yep. There's lots and lots and lots and lots of interpretations and disagreements and agreements and theories and lots of stuff about the book of Revelation. I know that. But one of the things that you and I have talked about, Taylor, is that everybody knows one thing about the book of Revelation. The good guys win at the end. Yeah. The good guy, the good God. And if we are aligned with him, we know the ending of the story. And so because of that, our default Emotion can and should be joy. Which feels crazy, (laughs) like at a time like this. But I think about there's a passage from Paul, I can't remember the reference, where he says, we don't grieve like those who have no hope. Mm -hmm. And I think we can grieve, but we can hold that grief in one hand and joy in the other. Which is nuts to think about. Especially knowing the joy is greater than the grief. Yes, exactly. So, I I mean, I don't know what your default is. Maybe you wake up every morning and your feet hit the ground and you are whistling and singing and you are happy. (laughs) Good for you. Congrats. (laughs) That is definitely not my default. But boy, am I going to be working on that this week? Because the good God wins in the end. So here's the part that I did know is that my grandfather liked a nice pillow. Oh, really? Yeah. So he he passed away last week, got to go and spend some time with my family and just remember him and tell stories. It was it was a really, really special time. Okay, now by nice pillow, do you mean like like a decorative pillow like I like or like the kind of pillow that you sleep on? Like like a pillow that you sleep on. Oh, okay. All right. Grandpa well. grandpa was about comfort. He okay. always had a blanket on him, he had a pillow, mm-hmm. and he would especially like to use the pillows when he was at the dinner table. You know, if he was sitting on a hard chair or something, you put a little pillow down there. Okay. A little bit more comfort. Sure. Okay. So he used his pillows in the kitchen and in the bedroom and wherever he was sitting in a hard seat. Now, what okay. I didn't know is that grandpa would buy a pillow any chance he got. He would go to the grocery store with one of his sons and they'd be like, do you need anything? He'd be like, yeah, I could use a pillow. They go to the bedding, <laughs> bedding department, get a new pillow. <laughs> Every time he go, yeah, I could use a pillow. So anytime he was at a box store, he got a pillow. To the point where his wife, my grandmother, said, 
Dick, you've got to stop buying pillows. No more pillows. We have we have enough pillows. We have too many pillows. You've got to stop doing this. We have a pillow moratorium. No pillows. No pillow. What what did he do? I mean, he must have been sad. Well, fast forward a few years, and my sister in law is pregnant. Okay. And they're sitting at the table with my grandpa, and she's talking about how uncomfortable she is right now. And grandpa kind of stops and he looks around. <laughs> There's nobody in the kitchen. It's just the three of them. And grandpa says, "Come with me." And they go out into the garage, and they open up the trunk of my grandfather's car, and that thing is packed with pillows, <laughs> just like full, all pillows. It's his stash. He, he's got a stash of pillows in he's the He's got trunk. a pillow stash. He's kept on buying them. Grandma doesn't know because he just keeps them in there just in case he's got a pregnant granddaughter-in-law who needs a pillow to sit on. Taylor told me the cutest story about his grandpa. And his secret stash. He had a secret stash of pillows. Just kept them stuffed in the trunk of his car. I love that. So we want to know, <laughs> what is your stash story? So I had a mother that was a giver. All of her life, she was a giver, and it was food that she gave. She'd give it to people in our church, maybe, that were sick. Sometimes somebody lost a spouse, she'd give them, bring them food. She decided to save containers just to get, put the food in so they didn't have to worry about giving it back to her. Right. And Five years ago, she was moving from her house into an apartment after my dad had passed away. And underneath her counter, we started cleaning it out. And she had over 100 Cool Whip containers. <laughs> and she had over 200 aluminum pie pans like you get when you bought a pie at the yes! store. Oh, my goodness. over 200 of those. <laughs> and they were and we were laughing at her. But she said, you never have enough. You never know how many people will need your help in their lifetime. Oh, so, my God. She passed away in December, but in her apartment, when we cleaned it out, she still had about 40 Cool Whip containers and probably 50 pie pans, because even at 88, she gave everybody in her apartment complex, she was constantly giving them pies. Your mom sounds like a delight. She was a delight. She was. So that's my stash story for the day. I am so glad you shared her with us. If you're like me and your grandparents have been gone for a while, you can still close your eyes and you can you can smell the smell of your grandparents' oh, yeah. house. You can smell it. Gra- you know? Grandma and grandpa's house has a smell. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. All right. So I can close my eyes. And I can remember the smell. I can remember seeing my Pepe come towards me, you know. And at some point during the visit, he would always say, hey, chum, come on. And he would pad down the hallway and I would pad down the hallway after him and I would go into their their master bedroom, which was, you know, that you don't go in unless you were invited. And he would go over to the corner. And he would get to his dresser and he would say he always said it every single time he said, "Okay, now, don't you tell your meme. (laughs) I'd be like, "Okay," And he would open up the drawer and he would dig through his socks and he would pull out his stash of Wrigley's gum. <laughs> sometimes he had spearmint. Sometimes he had double mint. Sometimes he had juicy fruit. Oh, my goodness. And he would open it up like it was treasure. And I would be sitting there looking at him, you know, a five-year-old girl. And I'd be like, my, my mouth would start to salivate. Gum. And I'd be like, oh, yay. Because my mom wouldn't let me have gum. And I loved gum. And so he would take out one piece and he would unwrap that silver wrapper and he would hand it to me. And then he would put it back underneath his socks and then he would shut the door and we would have our little moment. My Pepe and me chewing our forbidden gum together. <laughs> forbidden gum. Forbidden gum.
him. Oh my goodness. Because he wasn't allowed to have it either. I kind of thought that this was like only in either old sitcoms or movies. <laughs> but when you were telling your story about how your grandpa cut up half of his pork chop every pork chop Wednesday. Uh-huh. Can we just back up and talk about the whole pork chop Wednesday thing? The whole you had a day of the week for a specific food and it happened that way all the time. Was that like was like I, a thing in your family? I, I, I'm honestly trying to put together the pieces right now. And naturally, I haven't asked my parents about this. I, I'm, just, I'm just processing it in real time okay. because my dad's telling this story and he just naturally says pork, pork chop, chop Wednesday. Wednesday. And then at another time during the week, he was talking about when he first got started coaching and he'd show up to his, the coach's office and say, you know what day it is? And they'd all say, it's pork chop Wednesday, coach. Okay, so wait a minute. So the people that he worked with even knew that you guys had pork chop Wednesday. And so now I'm thinking through my childhood and I'm like, well, we did eat pork chops a lot. (laughs) Was it always on a Wednesday that the pork chops were consumed? Okay, so I'm just kind of curious. Is this like a... Are there other families besides Taylor's that has a specific night of the week for a specific food? So much so that it starts getting called... Pork Chop Wednesday. Pork Chop Wednesday, Pizza Tuesday, <laughs> Spaghetti Thursday. I mean, I suppose that makes your your Borscht meal prep. Arbor Day. <laughs> oh my goodness. You were sitting over there trying to come up with that one, weren't you? I was like, what? <laughs> Someone's going to call and be like, no, that's a thing. That's that's how I honor the Arbors. Oh, I challenge one human being to call us right now and say that they eat borscht at all, but in specific borscht on Arbor Day. Does anybody even know when Arbor Day is? It's the Does day anybody of, even know what Arbor Day is anymore? It's the day of the trees, Jen. The day of the trees. Pork Chop Wednesday. That was a thing. This whole conversation starts with the fact that Taylor's family had Pork Chop Wednesday <laughs> every Wednesday, so much so that Taylor's dad's coworkers knew that it was Pork Chop Wednesday. But listen, I'm not the only one who's had family with days of the week named after food. We've got Megan and some kiddos on the line ready to tell us about something. What do we call Tuesday? Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Are are these homemade tacos? Oh, yeah. Homemade tacos. And do the boys wake up in the morning and say, it's Taco Tuesday. For sure. For sure. they're disappointed if it's not. And then when we don't and we forget, we have to change it to Taco Twensday and do it on Wednesday. Taco (laughs) Twensday. Ah, families. Hmm. Families are funny. They do funny things. I found out recently, Taylor's family has a day of the week named after a food that they eat. Pork Chop Wednesday. It was so much of a thing that your dad's co-workers knew that Wednesday was Pork Chop Wednesday. But I'm not the only one with a day of the week named after a food. When I was growing up, I was I was adopted. And my adopted family on Thursdays would do baked ham and scalloped potatoes. And we knew every Thursday that's what it was, regardless what time of year, regardless if it's Christmas or not. It was always that every Thursday. Baked ham and scalloped potatoes? Every Thursday. Every Thursday. I could do that once ham a week. Ham Thursday. Ham Thursday. How'd you feel about that? Um, I don't like ham anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of ham. Yeah. Ham in our house was always like special occasion meat. Oh, really? I mean, except for like sandwich meat ham, but I mean like a ham ham, ham with scalloped potatoes. Sandwich ham is not fancy, regular ham. So ham ham versus sand ham. Okay, everybody listening knows what I'm talking about. I had I had the little hamlets, the little ham cubes. 
Little Hamlets. And they could That's be. That's not what a Hamlet is. They could be to or not be, or be, not to be in your omelet. No! You did not. The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.